0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week here in our LA studio is Matt Kim. Remotely, we've got Sam Claiborne and Justin Davis. Welcome back, Damon. Thank you. Thank you for hosting in my stead last week. It sounds like everything went swimmingly. I myself was in Hawaii, where everything was going swimmingly for me as well. Nice. Good to be back. Uh, we got a great show for you this week. Uh, we'll talk about uh, you know so we're halfway through the year, so I'll be sharing my Damy halfies, my picks of the best <clears> stuff <throat> I've played and watched so far this year. And there's a very funny news story this week we I want to discuss about how Sega was confident it was going to kill Sony back in the 90s. I think we all know how mm-hmm. that turned out. But first, it's time to check in with Game of the Year watch. <laughs> We'll add those in post, as always. Game of the Year Watch, halfway through 2023, IGN has given out four 10 out of 10s this year. Tears of the Kingdom, of course, Resident Evil 4, and then Dead Cells Return to Castlevania and Metroid Prime Remastered. I think we can Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did that one, Sam. <laughs> All this year. I think we can safely let Dead Cells and uh, Metroid Prime Remastered Uh, go have a seat. I don't think we need to keep them up on stage. Uh, But I think Tears of the Kingdom and Resident Evil 4 will both be in the discussion come year's end. When we open up to the 9 out of 10s, it's a much larger group. Uh, They include Dave the Diver, a game I had never heard of until I put this list together. But it's an Mm -hmm. underwater pixel art RPG that looks pretty Mm -hmm. cool. We gave it a 9 out of 10. Then, of course, Final Fantasy 16, System Shock, the remake of System Shock, Diablo 4. Street Fighter VI, Humanity, which I, I'm glad to, he, to hear. I, I missed the review, but I'm, that game looks very, very good. Oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, that's the game, puzzle people hurting game uh, that got a 9 out of 10. Star Wars Jedi Survivor, MLB The Show 23, Pizza Tower, Bayonetta Origins, Fiat Rhythm Final Line, Hogwarts Legacy, Hi-Fi Rush, Dead Space, and Fire Emblem Engage. Yes, that game did come out wow. this year.
1: What great games. Yeah, I forgot about that one. I actually literally forgot about that one. I mean,
0: I know. That was early. Mm-hmm. early that's probably, I think that's the earliest uh, nine we gave out this year.
2: And you read those kind of chronologically, right? So Reverse backwards, chronological, chronological backwards. Order, order. Yeah.
0: Order. So Dave the Diver
2: is a pretty new game that uh, we've been talking about a lot internally. And uh, I, I want to check that one out. And Pizza Tower. Those are the list. Those are what I just added to my list in the last five minutes.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah. Yep. I want to play those. I want to play System Shock. I want to play Humanity. Mm, and then when it, if, if I have to, at the end of the year, I'll play Hogwarts Legacy, if I have to. Um, <laughs> looking at this list, if, I, if, I, if we were going to pare this down to five games that were going to be nominated for Game of the Year today, let me, let me know if you guys agree with this. I think it would be Tears of the Kingdom, Resident Evil 4, Final Fantasy XVI, Diablo 4, and maybe Star Wars Jedi Survivor. What do you think? Yeah, you got to
3: pick, you got to throw yeah. one of the, like you got
0: you to gotta throw
3: like Humanity or one of the okay. smaller games in there. Yeah. Pizza so, Tower.
0: So Yank, Jedi Survivor out of there. Maybe it's Pizza Tower. Maybe it's Humanity. Maybe it's Dave the Diver. I don't know. Mm-hmm. One of those. Yeah, I think so. That's not reasonable. Otherwise, to yes.
2: And sorry, you excluded Resident Evil or you included it? No, that was in there. Okay, that'll be it. That's going to be a discussion. I, I don't know where we're going to draw the line there with, uh, even though it's like, I think we
0: included 2 and 3 for consideration oh, because yeah. they're just full remakes, right? So we're good? Yeah. Remakes are fair yeah. games. So Metroid... like even Dead Space is in there, but not Metroid Prime Remastered. But like Capcom in remastered. particular
1: have been okay. doing really good job with their remakes where they're kind of like different games altogether. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, and the Natural Order is about to be upended
0: anyway when Pikmin 4 drops. It's true. It's true. Look out, everyone. Uh, that's coming this month, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Did you oh, try the wow. demo?
3: It's it's extensive. I haven't yeah, tried the it's, so, it's a very generous demo. It's very talky.
1: I've never yeah, played it. it? Interesting. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, oh, you really dude. only need to play one, but you'll have a great time with it, I think, if you give it a whirl. I'm looking forward to it. Everybody always talks to me about Pikmin. I just missed it. You know, like it came mm-hmm. out on the, I had a GameCube, it came out in the GameCube, and I just... It's it's pretty never... cozy,
2: but also a little bit violent and a little bit time uh, pressure-y. So uh, it's like, oh, I just love this. It's very adorable, and like it's great. And I'm feeling cozy, and I'm like, but the sun is about to go down!
0: And then everything just goes yeah. to hell.
3: It's so cozy and nice, and then it's like literally all your Pikmin are about to die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: well, it's that, and also like you toss, <laughs> you toss your yeah. Pikmin onto these other animals, and they just devour them like they're piranhas. Mm. Yeah, so I guess maybe, uh, you know, maybe this
2: game nice. it gives you a uh, this dog that you're seeing right now, mm. dog-like creature and like it's really cute. You can do this like um battle charge and with mm. all the pikmin hanging on the dog and then you don't have to toss them individually. Mm-hmm. They all just end up on the enemy at once because it like it bucks them off. It's so <laughs> violent and crazy.
3: It's such a delightfully like it feels like a Nintendo. I mean, you know, it feels like a Nintendo game from the GameCube era. Like you know, they just came out with Tears of the Kingdom. They just did it. Yeah, (laughs) and like you know, like Tears of the like the next big Nintendo game after Tears of the Kingdom goes back to like, did you know you can press the right stick to move the camera? (laughs) And I'm like, guys, like we don't we don't have to do this anymore. But like. But along with the bad side of that comes the good side of that of like the game has a dog now for no reason and it's delightful and charming and like that's Pikmin 4's big gimmick and I'm like okay great let's go (laughs) like I'm here for it like it's gonna be another eight hour charming adventure.
2: And Pikmin, even though the first one came out in the winter, I believe Subscoot at least one came out maybe in the summer. Or at least I played it this summer, but they feel like summer games because yeah, you're always I walking do. around in the green grass, and it's yeah. all about blossoms and bugs, mm-hmm. and it just feels like and a really cool summery game.
0: And staying out until the sunsets.
2: Right. So. Yeah, and staying out until the yeah. sets. So, and what I was going to add though about the demo, it's one of those great demos, which the people should have invented these, you know. Twenty years ago and kept with it but it just carries over because it's just the first couple hours of the game and depending on how you play it goes faster or slower but like yeah you get three days or something like that and uh you just keep on playing it's really really cool and then it just ports right over and you buy the
3: game i completely derailed us (laughs) But, but i'm glad i did it was a great demo
0: by all means by all means okay if we were voting today would we all vote for tears of the kingdom yes 100%. 100%. 100%. Yeah. everyone everyone is in agreement that's what i would vote for N- today
3: not only not only is it game of the year and actually not just game of the decade it might just be game <laughs> just, it might no. just be like it's like it might be the greatest one that
0: has been made yet <laughs> yeah i mean i'm still into it have you have you like actually finished it justin
3: no, I was traveling two weeks in a row and got te- completely derailed and then started Final Fantasy, and so um, no, but it's also, I don't know that it's a game that, like, you beat, like, it's a game where you just go where the wind takes you and enjoy mm-hmm. yourself and go in a cave and then, and then you know, then light a Korok on fire and then, mm-hmm. you know, have a good time. <clears throat> so no, I, I did just- um, I did three or four of the temples and mm-hmm. yeah, put in, whatever, 60 or 70 hours, and you know, I'll go back and finish it eventually, but no, is the short answer. Not yet. I
2: finally explored, like, what the heck was going on with all those people complaining about pirates. So I did that whole quest line, <laughs> mm, and so it good. comes out adorable, and it's yep. really, really neat. And then I now I'm on Eventide, actually. Hmm. And, you know, that's not as creative as it was before, because the Eventide puzzle got ported into some of the shrines. But um, it's different, like everything, just like the Majora's Mask mirror image of stuff. And it's pretty interesting. And, you know, the, de- the depths over there are kind of neat. I'm yeah. I'm getting to the point where I'm like, the next thing I'm doing in this game is starting to fight the biggest enemies. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like I, I've done so much that like now every single single Bocoblin group has a silver or, or a heart a di- very difficult enemy in it. But that means I have a lot of weapons at my disposal to meld with the Master Sword now and other stuff. So I'm like, I'm gonna try for the Gleox. I'm going to try for the Colosseums. I believe mm-hmm. I have what it takes to like extend my hearts up into the yellow a whole lot. Now I know a place to farm for hearts, right? Or for you know, yellow hearts. Now the mm-hmm. hardy, hardy Salmon, which you can get in the Hebrew region, just north of the uh, Naruto Village, in the old place where there was the Wind Testy
3: area. I forget what it's called.
0: I haven't gotten the Master Sword yet. Maybe I should prioritize that.
3: Oh, that's a fun mission. Oh, it's also it's so, it's like it's, it's like so the peak of the useful. game too.
0: It's what and, it's, yeah, and it's oh, very
3: useful it's well i was saying it's like the peak of the game just in terms of like you know narrative design and everything else and then also it's you're just so it's so relieving to like have it and satisfying sure. yeah
2: yeah it, it, once you have it it really changes things because you don't want to do battles unless you have it because it does that thing where it runs out of energy you know mm. but um you can you can fuse all kinds of stuff with it uh, just just like any weapon and it's really cool how it's handled because you get a freaking
0: powerful sword out of it <laughs> mm-hmm. it's really neat i finished the fire temple which i know matt is right there about the same spot and now now i'm obsessed with exploring the depths that's what i've been doing yep. every night recently. i love it it's such a fun uh gameplay loop to just pick a shrine from the s- surface and then just place a marker underneath it and then figure out how to mm-hmm. get there and sometimes like yeah. it's like can be a real puzzle like figuring out how to actually uh get to where you want to go
2: yeah, it's weird that you know we were all playing it early enough that there wasn't the immediate knowledge of like, oh, water means a wall you can't pass. And that makes things so interesting in the depths. Because yeah. every time there's an island, it means there's an entrance from above. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's like a really cool puzzle to solve frequently. And then there's a, usually a really good reward for it, too. Yeah. Love it.
0: And I like how you encounter the bosses again under, in the yeah. depths. Yeah, right. You can always fight them again and get their good loot. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. It's, and take a picture. Yeah, take a picture. Sure. Uh, it's not often I think that we ever, everyone is like so unanimously in agreement with what uh, their pick for game of the year is at this point. But Tears of the Kingdom. Will I be think hard we to have be. some Diablo. We have some Diablo people. That's what. I, think. Yeah. So I think there's Diablo, and I there are also Final Fantasy 16 people mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, really okay so th- that makes
2: it interesting but like starfield will have the recency bias and also you know potentially could be a, a 10 out of 10 amazing game mm-hmm. too that will have um something that like some people just like the you know adultness maybe of it better or like the you know the romance quests, or like mm-hmm. something about the the you know the shooting like there'll be something in that where people are just more drawn to it than zelda it, it shouldn't be good so I, I totally expect that to turn things on its head mm-hmm. i think it could be a 50 50 year
0: Yeah, there's Starfield and there's also Spider-Man 2. I fully expect that to just be fantastic and certainly a lesson. It's hard
3: to, it's... What's that?
0: I just find it hard, like I'm excited about Spider-Man 2. I'm
3: very excited about Starfield. I find it hard to care as much about kind of conventional video games after Breath of the Wild (laughs) and Tears of the Kingdom. Like, like Like, I'm actually really, really enjoying Final Fantasy 16. Like, I think it's great and it's beautiful and like I like the characters but like I don't, I don't like, it's not anywhere near the game of the year hunt for me. Like they're, they're leagues apart from each other, just cause I think tears of the kingdom is such a revelation. Um, and so I feel like it's in like its own place. Like it, it you know, it's, I, you can't seek some gesture. <laughs> it's, it's off, you know, in a league of its own, Um, which is just a term I made up and, um, and everything else is kind of fighting for second place.
1: Yeah. you know what's weird you know how like uh, I don't know how deep into like Oscar voting y'all are you know like Academy Award best picture mm-hmm. stuff you know but there's always like right. the cool experimental movie that comes out in any given year that all the all the movie critics are like this is great this is revolutionary this changes movies right. but then there's always that like counter wave of voters who are always into like the classic movies like they always vote for like the World War yeah. II Yeah, even because they're yeah. all old movie. as hell <laughs> so I wonder if that's going to be it right like <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom is going to be and Starfield maybe might be the, the cool innovative pick yeah. but then there's like a, a a little counter vote of like traditional voters who want like final fantasy 16 which is a very good big budget game Mm -hmm. classic traditional levels rpg sure yeah Uh,
2: i think i i was uh shocked to hear that system shock got a nine when it did and i just haven't had a chance to dig into that but like that game like came you know like it didn't come out of nowhere but like it came um as a a surprise, the quality level of it after, you know, not being exposed to it a whole lot in press conferences or, you know, trailers or breakdowns. Like it was just a little bit quiet leading up to launch. And
0: that means bad stuff, right? I I agree. It's been in development for a long time and there wasn't a lot of buzz around it leading up to release, but looks like by all accounts, looks like it turned out really well.
1: It was also kind of confusing because there's the remake and then there's the System Shock 2 re-release that was like being handled by a separate studio, but they were kind of announced around the same time.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like Bioshock, but I've never played System Shock. I know it's a spiritual successor thing, so I will check that Mm -hmm. out. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the US. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash gamescoop our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. at some point, too. We're going to continue our Game of the Year discussion, but first, let's check in with the listeners. Hey. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember, you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at IGN.com. Just like... Big oh, no. Tony Style. Big Tony Style. Big Tony Style writes it again. Says, I cannot believe the amount of high quality games we've gotten <clears throat> and seem to be coming for the rest of the year. I'd like to ask the Omega Cops, are you ready to declare 2023 the greatest gaming year in history? What years ah. give 2023 a run for its money? 2017. hmm yeah. mm-hmm. That's funny you say that, because that, it was exactly, I was just going to say, I think 2023 is the best year since 2017. Mm. If anyone needs a refresher, mm. 2017 was Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, Persona 5, Divinity Original Sin 2, Hollow Knight, Nier Automata, Horizon Zero Dawn, Cuphead, SteamWorld Dig 2, Neo, Injustice 2, Wolfenstein 2, and Doki Doki Literature Club. Fantastic. Year. I mean,
3: we did. I always fall back on, um, we did this project when I was pretty new to IGN called History of Awesome, where it was like a recap of the coolest stuff that was in each year, video games, movies, and yada yada. And like... We discovered, as part of that research, that like 1987 had um, had Zelda, Metroid, Kid Icarus, Contra, Castlevania, Mega Man. Yeah, like that's not a bad year. It's a little bit hard to hold a candle to like modern video games. That's 88? and it, 80, 87. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then the other ones. I actually have the spreadsheet open. Two thousand seven is often remembered as the other kind of so year that because right- that had.
0: Yeah, I have that right okay. here. 2007 was Mario Galaxy, Bioshock, The Orange Box, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare, Halo 3, God of War 2, Guitar Hero 2, Rock Band, and Mass Effect.
2: But I don't even think the two best games from that year are better than the two best games from this year.
0: Sure. Like, yeah, just I just think
2: we're already, we're already ahead of that. No, I'm just saying, just as a point of comparison, Like nobody talks about God of War 2 anymore, but that year was awesome. Yeah, Like, that, that was a really cool thing to get. But Halo 3, I think, is, like, a standout, like, historically great game. That's cool that it came out there. Mario Galaxy yeah. also. Like, I think those would be my top picks for that year. But, like, I think yeah. we got games already this year
0: that are better than those. Mm. What's funny about God of War 2 is that the PS3 was a year old at that point. Huh. But that was a PS2 game. Mm. That's right. I, don't I think
2: I had a uh, high-res mode or something.
0: Mm.
3: It looked Did you really name... Did you when you were rattling off games, did you list the Call of Duty four? Like the first Modern Warfare That was, 20- was That 2007, year.
0: seven, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Um, you know, Orange Box was Portal. It was Portal and Half Life Two Episode Don't Two and Team idea. Team Fortress Two. Yeah, that's a good point. Yep,
2: yep, yep. Those are those are world world great greats. Um you said eighty eight was the early year. The earliest year that you have was like a good 87 e- i don't think it's 87 87 well, yeah no, no they, we cared well, about games in uh,
3: 87 yeah there was <laughs> also did. weirdness around like it, like in that era like the u.s versus japanese release it right. sometimes we just don't know when something came out so maybe we were a little cheaty about it i'm not sure
2: <laughs> well i'll go ahead and point out that bionic commando came out in 1988 so that's the best year of games that's ever existed <laughs> hard to argue with that um no, yeah, I know, it's impossible to argue with that. That's the thing, is that there can never be a better year, because that year, a Commando came out. <laughs> well,
3: that's there's then, no you arguing
2: that with solid that. Solid logic.
0: <laughs> Sam, I think it was 82 that, like, almost every great arcade game that people remember all came out in that one year.
2: Yeah, it's like 80 to 82 yeah. is the, the, you know, highlight years, and great stuff came out in 80, Pac-Man, 81, Donkey Kong. But 82 is, like, yeah, that's like missed. Like, it's Man. just like this huge list. like yeah. so that. yep, Joust,
3: Tron.
0: Yeah, I think 2023 is the best year since 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I was looking back, 2020 was great because that was even though the pandemic had started, the games were coming out had weren't affected by it. So, and still in 2020, we have got Hades, Half Life, Alex, Last of Us Part Two, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Animal Crossing: New Horizons, Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Spelunky Two, Yakuza: Like a Dragon, Spider-Man: Miles Morales, and Ghost of Tsushima. Wow, you know, I didn't consider it, but until you mentioned it, but
1: yeah, that was pretty underrated year. That was a good one too. Oh.
3: Yeah, agreed. It's yeah. like you have you have if like Starfield and Zelda anchor this year, assuming that Starfield you know comes out and is as good as like Bethesda is at their peak, right? But like, seems like it's gonna be like it seems good. So. Like, Starfield and Bethesda kind of, Starfield and Zelda anchoring things, and you still have all these other really, really great options that are maybe, like, kind of a half step below, or if they're equal for some people, that's fine, too. Like, man, what a year. So good.
0: Our uh, producer, Tom, is typing in my notes here. He wants to know, where is 2004? Because that was Metal Gear Solid 3, Metroid Prime 2, Half-Life 2, GTA San Andreas, and Halo 2. And sure, those are all great games. It's just Mm. not the amount of great games that we're seeing such as this year in 2017. It's also uh, World of Warcraft.
2: Whoa. That's crazy. In 2004?
3: Yeah, I mean, again, like release dates for stuff like that are weird because like I first played it in 2003. I think it was in beta, but like the actual release and launch was 2004.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm glad we settled this, but I would say the second best year would be 2008 because that's when Bionic Commando (laughs) rearmed.
0: Isn't that think? also the year that just Bionic Commando, the 3D remake, came out?
2: I hope not. I don't think that game existed.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. It must have been a fever dream of mine. 2008 uh, was Spore. Spore. <laughs> yeah. I like Spore. I mean, sure. What a weird game. What happened to Will But Wright? hey. Why doesn't... He, does he make that games? That was...
2: I that was 15 it. years ago this summer was the summer of Arcade, all right? Let's just let's just reflect
1: on that. Remember
2: the summer wow. of
3: Arcade? Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Going back to Will Wright, it last so I good. heard
1: he was working on a crypto game or an NFT game or something like that. Web3 yeah, game. Oh, wow. That's so, that the last thing I heard about him, but I don't, maybe it's not working in development anymore.
0: That checks out. Okay, uh, me personally... Uh, the games I'm going to be talking about at the end of the year for the Damia Awards. Best games I've played this year in order are Fire Emblem Engage, Metro Prime Master, Dead Space, Dead Cells Return to Castlevania, Octopath Traveler 2, Resident Evil 4, Jedi Survivor, Tears of the Kingdom, and Diablo 4. I didn't put Final Fantasy 60 on the list yet just because I've just barely dipped my toes into that, mm. but I do want to return to that uh, and check it out. I think I'll enjoy it and I really wanna get
2: back to I love to- the controversy around uh, Final Fantasy being an RPG. I think, Matt, <laughs> you had, did you write that editorial? Yeah, yeah, yeah you, I wrote you, that you, one. You
0: wish that, yeah. What's yeah. the controversy Are people I, wish it were more of an RPG?
1: I think so. I mean, my, my whole thing was, I just wrote that it's not really an RPG, you know? And like, it's because it's one, of, like it's missing things that I feel like are very RPG-esque, which mm-hmm. is, you know, things where you imprint your personality onto the game, and 16 kind of doesn't have any of that. So you can't like pick your party members, you can't even really deviate from the standard fighting style that Final Fantasy 16 offers. You know, like technically you can, but like it's kind of limited once you really dig into the the meat and potatoes of it all. Uh, there's no, like, dialogue tree, there's no, like, there's no very little areas of the game where you can just be like, this is the way I want to build my Clive, or I want to build my party in sixteen, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's sure. missing those elements, so it's kind of, kind of not role kind of just action-y.
2: And your, your headline was really good, it was God of War is more of a RPG <laughs> than Final Fantasy XVI, right? Yeah. Is that what it
1: was?
0: Something yeah, like that? yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, that was great.
3: There's definitely not a lot of expression, character expression mm-hmm. in that game, either in its gameplay or in any other way. So, you know, I, I'm really enjoying it on a gameplay level, but I would, I would agree with that observation. Um, well, there's two
2: definitions definitions of RPGs, and, and one of them it's you have to, you know, they're a role playing game, and the other is that they have chocobo. So, <laughs> it works for one of those, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. but only um, find it. it the chocobo is optional. Yeah, it is.
3: There's like That's th- th- insane. <laughs> I feel like an RPG just because everything is RPG elements in 2023, right? Which is part of the point you made, Matt. It's like where, like, we, you know, where do these things meet in the middle where, like, Final Fantasy is all action-y and then action games are all role-playing-y. Um, but, like, like an RPG is, is almost kind of like just a vibe in 2023 mm-hmm. at this point of just, like, well, you know, you're zip-zopping around towns and you go into a dungeon and you're fighting things and you're fighting with swords and they have stats, it's like, okay, it's an RPG. And it's like, what makes it an RPG? I don't know, nothing, kind of. <laughs> but like, it, it, it just is, like, in terms of like the percentage of time that you spend doing different things, like, that's, that's and I'm not making this point in any genuine way, it's just kind of like my gut feeling.
0: Yeah. It has that new RPG smell. Sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, especially like in GameScoop fans. That's the, the Chocobo. And the new Chocobo smell?
2: Ew, I don't even want to think about that. I don't think, I. my prediction is that if Chocobo existed, they would smell really bad. Yeah. That's my that's my prediction.
0: Whenever you go to the flamingo exhibit at the zoo, it usually smells bad. Mm. Oh, dude, <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah. Now imagine them really big and ready to fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, Matt, are there any games that we haven't, any great games you've played this year that we haven't mentioned yet?
1: So I actually did play humanity uh okay. i haven't fin- I haven't gotten super big into it but the the developer behind humanity enhanced they made Tetris effect which was my favorite mm-hmm. game of the year oh. when that came out back in 2019 I think so I was really excited for humanity i I picked it up I played a couple hours of it I want to play more of it i I got lost in the Tears of the kingdom uh kerfuffle uh, but it's really fun it's really cool it's like um oh my god how do I describe it it would it's um it's like uh Existentialism meets Snake. The video game, Snake. Oh, where wow, you, okay. Where you can't like eat your own tail <laughs> or you lose. Yeah, so the gameplay is kind of similar to Snake, but uh, oh. meet with, uh,
0: uh, cross with the leftovers. Oh wow, I did yeah. not, from what I'd seen, I did not uh, expect it to have such a, a dour tone. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but yeah,
1: it's about, it's basically you play as a dog, you play as a Shiba Inu, and your goal is to guide like an infinite line of people to the goal, right? And so there are things uh, along the way. So like you can have them jump in certain platforms or you can have them like swim or move and and they basically just go in a straight line until you tell them otherwise. And yeah, that's sort of like the gameplay of it all but it's it's wrapped in the story where you're basically like the leader of humanity and you're being like guided by an unknown voice to guide these people to a goal. And I haven't, I haven't beaten it yet, so I don't know what the full story is yet, but the, there's a mystery to it. Mm. And it's, uh, but it's like charming. It's, like, uh, it's not like, it's not sad or anything like that. It's just
0: um, kind of ridiculous, you know? Like you yeah. play dog. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Yeah, our, our Tom is saying humanity gives him IQ, intelligent cube vibe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, we talked about that before. It-
2: it sounds like it's a bit of a lemmings vania. And you just add vania to things to make them a genre. You, you take the game that it's like and you just add vania to it.
0: Yeah. yep, Yeah. Just like Final Fantasy 16 is an RPG vania. <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, Sam, any other games you want to mention that you've played this um,
2: year? No, we mentioned that uh, Metroid Prime and I I would just give it a shout. So if you if it's on your backlog to bring it to the front when you have some time, because it is unbelievable and it's worth playing and it won't be on best of lists unless there's something like a remastered list at the end of the year. But uh, incredible. And I'm surprised we didn't get uh, uh, announcements of the other game remakes, but they're they're not as good. So don't worry about it too much. But Mm. it'd be nice to have them. You mean Prime 2 and 3? 2 and 3. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought those would be kind of right behind it, but they're not. And, um, you know, we did just get the Pikmin games ported to Switch, um, which is neat. I got I got both of them. I'm looking forward to... Uh, I, I like playing Pikmin in certain contexts where I... Do, like Zelda right now has, for me, has has total talons in me and I can go play it. But there's like, there's like kind of like, I want to play Pikmin on a plane for some reason, traveling. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It just feels good to me. It's very yeah, relaxing. It's travel game.
0: And then Justin um, you, you did play uh, Hogwarts would you include that on your short list of the best games you played this year? Uh,
3: I mean oh, yeah. yes but but again like it, it's nowhere it's like Zelda and then a, a good step oh, up like it, it, it like whatever i guess i don't want to belabor the point but like it's really really well done but it feels very conventional mm-hmm. it like stays within the box of what a video game is whereas zelda for me kind of like doesn't like it widens the possibility space for what mm-hmm. a big triple a game can be and how it can accomplish what it's trying to do but i,
2: I think like, we all hope starfield does that same thing right like yeah. it's so unconventional that it's like oh this doesn't feel like skyrim but it's like this like that would be ideal if it's still really good But otherwise I think people just want it to be like Skyrim in space, which is like really hard to gauge right now.
3: I think, I think that Hogwarts, it's a very, um, it's a very, it's a very warm game in it's characters and in its plot. And like, you come to the school and everyone's so welcoming and friendly. And like, there's no, like even, even like the, the Slytherins, they're just like rich kids. Like they're not jerks. Like everyone is nice. And, um, all so like, it's got a really, really good sort of cozy vibe to it. Um, and then the other thing that really stands out to me, like I played it in February. So it's like, I'm kind of trying to think back to my enduring feelings of that game is that it, it Hogwarts castle might be the most impressive kind of like 3d space I've ever played in any video game. Like wow. it, it's, it's unbelievable how it all doubles back and folds in on itself and there's secrets everywhere. And there's um I may have mentioned this on scoop before, but they don't, they don't cheat the 3d space where like, cause there's like, there's like, 20 or 30 different ways to get in and out of the castle like you can fly in through this balcony or go in this door or go out that door so like the space that it occupies in the game world is the same as like when you go in the door then it's taking up the same amount of like 3d space and like it's all seamless and incredible and amazing and it just feels like like i don't know how they made this castle like it's so cool well, and that's so a, that's those a- but, yeah, and like, you know, the combat, like we're watching, if you're watching this video of game Scoop, like the combat is nothing really special. It's very kind of, um, it's not bad, like it's well done, but it just feels a lot more conventional. And then my the two things that I really loved about it were its characterization of the people in the world and then just the castle itself is amazing. Mm.
2: Do you, are you just murdering this child in this game? <laughs> uh,
3: it, you're, It's a dueling club. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Like a fight club. <laughs> what? Yeah. It, it, what's what's it, happening it, it here? You murdering this child? <laughs> My God! Uh, the,
1: that is that the game does stu- ever coming out? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't think
0: so. later this year. I think yeah. I'll be very curious I to see, see, it. see it. There's a lot of games coming you're to Switch that I'm curious to see, like Mortal Kombat One. <laughs> we'll see.
3: I think in this game you're a fifth year student, um, and you're transferring to Hogwarts. Like you didn't. There's a story reason why you didn't go there before. So that means you're 15, 16 years old, and so that they they're 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 straddling that line of um of you're old enough that like you can be go out and fighting bandits and stuff like that but like they still want you to be a student at the school and then they have a story reason for why it's like you gotta go to class (laughs) yeah and then it's like here's but then also since you're new to hogwarts like here's how you hold your magic wand and here's what you know a magical creature is and they get to do all that you know sort of tutorialization so can you become
2: evil can you go like the evil like use bad spells that people aren't supposed to use
3: you can, you can learn the killing spell and all the evil green spells. And then the game absolutely does nothing to like, oh, it doesn't, like, no, no like it's uh, like, pe- like people will be like, Oh, you shouldn't be doing that. And it's like, like <laughs> I literally just did the unforgivable curse. Like, so like, I don't know if they were added late in the process or what, but like, it's a weird, the, the game world is not particularly reactive in that way.
2: Hmm. Speaking of reactive game worlds and fatalities, uh, did you guys watch the the Mortal Kombat trailer from this morning? I, there's mm-hmm. a bunch of them, I think. Yeah, They're I saw players. people talking about it. It was, I mean, they, you know, they have they have an obligation to one up themselves, but yeah, mm-hmm. there was a uh, trailer that was like kind of like going over, um, I don't know, some faction um, that I forget the name of that Liu Kang, I think, you know looks over but they, they have a, there's a lot of like funny stuff in it and the, you know the, the fatalities that they show like they're just unbelievable like what <laughs> the, the final one they show is like you know somebody gets stabbed a couple of ways and you see the skulls and the bones breaking and the crotch blowing up and all this stuff but then it ends with like a, a grenade stuff in a mouth That's not the end of the fatality, because then the grenade blows up. But it doesn't blow up the whole guy. It just blows the jaw off the guy. And then it's just like this gaping neck and jaw hole. And then I think something else happens. Mortal Kombat. The
0: the (laughs) opening moment of uh, Day of the Dead, if anyone Mm. has seen that film. Yeah. Speaking of movies, I've seen three movies in the theater this year. They've been John Wick Chapter 4, uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie and Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, and they were all great. Uh, I'm batting a thousand on movies I'm choosing to spend uh, uh, upwards of $100 to go and see because that's how much it costs when you get a babysitter. Uh, mm-hmm. The best movie going experience I've had is definitely the Mario Brothers movie. As I said, I took my son to that for his first movie ever, and he loved it, and it was just great. But I, uh, I think personally, the, the movie I like the most and that I'll probably rewatch the most times has got to be John Wick Chapter 4. You know me. Scoop Nation. It's going to be John Wick Chapter Four, uh, but also across Those the Spider Verse. What's that? Those stairs. The stairs, yeah. I mean, the stairs, the That's hotline so Miami scene, and then the the mm-hmm. car the car scene around the Arc de Triomphe. They're all so good. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Tom gave that movie a ten. He says he stands by it. Yeah. I, lo- I I have no notes on that movie, Tom. I also had no notes on Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. There's a lot of talk of superhero fatigue, and I. I can uh, sympathize with that. I didn't see Ant-Man or Guardians 3 or The Flash or Shazam. I just mm-hmm. don't care about any of that. But it's, Across the Spider-Verse is so good. It's just like, well, I don't have great movie fatigue. <laughs> so I loved it. I had no notes on that one. Great, uh, I mean, animation is incredible. Great characters, great performances, uh, great action sequences, it's all, it's, it's all great. Sam, did you see that one yet?
2: Yeah, I've I've been seeing a lot of movies. I just saw uh that, I just saw um uh the new Wes Anderson movie. I want to see uh, that, one. which is which is pretty good. It has the same old Wes Anderson bullshit in it, but you know it's fun <laughs> to watch. And uh, I just saw Nia
0: Jones, and I loved it. Loved it. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, you're yeah, that's it was great. That's different from everything else. I, I had I had mm-hmm. such
2: a fun time watching that movie. I had no expectations. Uh, you know, coming out of watching uh, Shrinking is really important. Mm. Right. Because I like <laughs> yeah, old man Harrison list. Ford from shrinking and fr- and his character now because he can play one character ever. <laughs> yep, mm-hmm. Now, old man Harrison Ford playing a character is awesome in Indiana Jones. And Phoebe Waller-Bridge is good. Uh, it's not the character you'd expect her to be. And um, everything's good about it. The only moments where I even remotely cringed were references to like, you know, an old movie, which like was like two seconds long. Like there was like a bug scene. I was like, okay, this is stupid, but like there was not, most of it was not like that. And, uh, the first 30 minutes I like turned, I went to, saw with a friend, I was telling her, I was like, Hey, like if the movie just ended right now, I'd be so happy because it's like a 30 minute eighties movie of, of, you know, young Indiana Jones, it like younged down, right. (laughs) Like taking place on a Nazi train, like a long action scene. It's a long intro, like really long. At that point, I was like, "I'm so happy the world has this. Like, it, it's 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 really cool. It's genuinely cool." And I recommend seeing it in the theater. That movie looks great,
0: and there's just they didn't they didn't screw it up. I don't know how they didn't screw it up, but they didn't screw it up. Wow, well, I I, you okay? You've kind of I've heard nothing but bad things about it, but now you make me want to see it.
2: You know what? We had a pretty bad review. The earlier reviews were pretty bad. And then you go and read, like, um, The New Yorker and The New York Times both had positive reviews of it. And I was like, that's weird. These are really harsh critics for movies that are kind of either in the nerdy or superhero genres. And, like, yeah. then I heard, you know, some interviews and in NPR. is was like, oh, mainstream's treating this differently than geek media. And I don't know why. Hmm. And then right. I, I still don't know why. It was a really
0: fun
3: movie. There's something there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Justin, what are Enjoy. the best. Have you have you made it to the movie theaters this year? You, saw, saw, Mario. you saw Mario Brothers movie.
3: Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> um, the girl, The kids liked it. Um, I have heard the same thing about Indiana Jones. People in my social circle, they like this movie is great. Like, I don't know what everybody's talking about. Which, like, and please don't like look. If critics didn't like it, they're entitled to their opinion. they don't not liking it. But I've I've heard I've heard that same feedback from other folks that went in with trepidation and then were like, no, what a fun adventure. Mm. Um, so. I do. We do want to go see that. I think. I think Mario is it for me. Hmm. We don't. We don't get out there very often. I'm. I'm stuck just you know watching Minions on Netflix.
2: <laughs> I'm looking forward to some more movies too. Like I want to see the new Ninja Turtles movie. That looks, movie. Yeah. I'm super hyped for. I have tickets for all this stuff already. Like I'm spending a lot of time at the theater this summer.
0: The Ninja Turtles look so good, and I'm super excited for Mission Impossible. Mm. That, and
2: Mission Impossible
0: looks good. I we just, just gave it a name. Since part two, it just does no wrong. It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other great movies you've seen this year?
1: uh no i mean i saw the same movies as you did uh super mario brothers was great uh yeah. john wick 4 great across the spider-verse great i want to watch uh, oppenheimer really badly mm-hmm. uh i want to see the oh, imax yeah. uh all the imax showings for that opening weekend are completely sold out. sold out everywhere like it's nuts i can't even uh, can't find like two available seats anywhere yeah
2: yeah i'm excited i, I was into seeing that and i want to see it but like i heard it's actually like our
0: kind of a brutal watch mm-hmm. and i was like i don't know
2: if i want a summer mm-hmm. movie to be that way
0: i mean yeah i get that i mean it's It's not a it's not like a (laughs) happy story about what what they're up to like Like we know the end we know the ending of that story yeah i I guess yeah i guess i haven't even considered the fact that they might show that sort of thing yeah Yeah. interesting yeah 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 um okay and then the best shows i've watched uh sam you reminded me of shrinking that was really good uh that mm-hmm. what what's but what service is that on? Is Apple that Apple TV? TV? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that is Grumpy Old Man Harrison Ford and Jason Siegel? Is mm-hmm. that his name? Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that's that's a very fun, very very funny show. I recommend that one. Obviously, Succession. Did everyone here watch and finish Succession? Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. Great ending.
2: Oh, no. I'm avoiding it. I don't like watching shows about rich people. <laughs> well. <laughs>
0: I
3: had, a, I had that problem happy, with drinking. I was pretty annoyed by it, actually. the entire time, so I, I not know. know.
0: Yeah, that yeah I was going to well, say. Well, I was just going to say, they, like, they don't like, uh, I don't know. They're, it's not like they live a char- <laughs> completely charmed life. No, they, the don't, they don't need to glorify it, it still annoys me. <laughs>
3: okay, okay, okay. The, the ending of that show is unbelievable. It is. I think about it
0: so often, so much. I think about that, and then I think about episode three of the mm. season. Uh, yeah. I think just the way, oh, I mm. mean, I know. Okay, so, Sam, do you care? Well, well, we no, can't, we hard. can't, we can't, we can't. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. <clears throat> Anyway. Sorry. Yeah, episode three is great. Uh, then I've been watching- Well, Pla- I
2: know about that because it was spoiled on the cover of every paper in the country. Okay.
3: Wait. Yeah, but just for podcast listeners, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: I will not spoil anything. We've been watching Platonic, also on Apple TV+. Plus. That's uh, oh, yeah. Seth, so it's reteaming, remember the movie Neighbors? Right, right, right. Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne. I don't know if you saw Neighbors, but that was a very funny. I thought Neighbors was great. Yeah, it's great, and this show is great. Uh, it sort of like reteams them as a comedy duo, and they're so good together. They're uh, they're uh, you know mid uh, what do you call it? Um, they're in their like forties, and but they're still friends. As, as the title says, they're platonic. It's not romantic, but they've like been separated for a while, and they rekindle their friendship, and they're just like a complete mess together, yeah. and <laughs> it's hilarious. It's great. <laughs> I've really been enjoying that one. I recommend it, and it's in okay. the middle of it. They're only it, doing really it looks pretty good. Me. Yeah, it's very funny. I laugh out loud every episode, and they're releasing. It's like in the middle of the season, and just one 30 thirty-minute episode a week. So okay. maybe maybe wait till it's all out. Okay. Then another good comedy is Never Have I Ever on Netflix. Mm-hmm. That one is ended now mm-hmm. after its fourth season, and it's a teen comedy that's totally good. It's also very very funny. I even though it's a teen comedy, I still recommend it. Uh, Sam that is one of the best shows.
2: I. I've ever seen. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. So and good. I thought the final season was absolutely fantastic. Thanks. And those actors, those kid actors are so funny. Yes. And they're, they're so, so well-written. I just, I just, I, it's an irresistible movie. And, you know, the main character, Davey, she's, she's so such a great personality. <laughs> the actress is so and, great. And she's, she she screws up so much, but yeah. her acting is just like so good. Her character becomes You know, the arc for that character is so heartwarming because, like, originally you're like, man, this is not a good person. And she, like, you know, the final season, like, has her kind of rectifying all of these personality issues that are just, like, kids deal with, and I don't know, that show is incredible.
0: Yeah, it's great. It's It's so funny. I love how it's... It's a great watch. Yeah, it's four seasons, four years of high school, and then that's it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Really, really good. Or is it? Well, for now. Or is it? It's it for now.
2: John McEnroe... Amazing narrator. John McEnroe is the All the, the narrators narrator. are great. There's of surprise narrators. Yeah. He's the
0: narrator of the show.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> funny. Because the the lead character, Davy, she has an anger management issue. Uh, and John McEnroe famously has these kind of explosive yeah. moments. And she has the same kind of thing. It's so well-matched and funny and, and amazing how that, that all
3: shakes out.
0: Yeah. And then Paxton Hall-Yoshida He's, uh, yeah. that actor is, he's the lead in Immortals of Avium from Electronic Arts this summer. Uh, what? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Which is why he was on stage at the yeah. Game Awards. At, at that's so funny. Opening night live. Or whatever it's called. Yeah. Summer Game Fest. Yeah. Summer Game Fest. That's right. Uh, a couple other to mention. Jury Duty. Mm. Anyone else watch Jury Duty? It's on my list. I heard. a good No.
2: A little bit interested in that. It's very That, that one's crazy about the plant. It's about, the, 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 they're tricking a guy
0: the it's, whole season. It's a mm-hmm. fake Courtroom drama following a jury, and the jury's all actors except for one person who, like, answered a call to, like, take part in this sort of... Anyway, the, one yeah. person thinks that they're on a real jury <laughs> for a real trial.
2: And everyone and else is an that actor. Cy- the guy that plays Cyclops from X-Men is in there as himself,
0: James though, as Martin the is there as James the actor, Mars- so he can be like, <laughs> so he, if, if the plant recognizes him, it's okay, because he's James Morrison, the actor. Right. And he's actually very huh? That one's on so Freevee, which you can watch through Amazon Prime Video. Okay, yeah, I should check that out. Uh, and then finally, Beef on Netflix. Mm. That one was also very good. The Stephen Yun okay. Ali Wong show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: super great, super easy watch. Like thirty
0: minute episodes. Yep. Like eight episodes. It's yep. Always. Breeze. Gradually escalating series of events. Yeah. I don't know when. Sam, Justin, did you guys watch that one?
3: It's on yeah. my list. I'll watch it. It's on my list. Yeah.
2: It's good. While we doing the shadows just started. Like I, got a,
0: it I will that. be watching that. Yep. Any and the barefoot. And then. Here? I need to watch. the yeah, season started, one. Yeah. I just haven't started yet. Yeah. Season two is freaking crazy. <laughs> so great.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there are some hard watches in that too. Speaking of hard things to watch, yeah. but uh, that's it. Why wraps yep. up. And there's some really heartwarming episodes too. It's great.
0: It's, it's a roller coaster. Yeah. That's I might have to watch it by myself. My, wife is always like i'm not in the mood for something that intense right now so
2: yeah well it, it does start out funny and positive and so there's 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 that that's got that going for it so it's easier to watch that um this season has the craziest cameos like it's unbelievable like some of these episodes you watch you're like how is this person doing this role in this series <laughs> okay. i love stuff like that
3: yeah i've heard that season two is a little funnier than It one. is a little funnier yeah i think that's fair. <laughs> yeah, it has its moments.
2: I, I thought the first season was so funny, too. I just, like, I think yeah. it's a comedy. It's
0: just, it's an intensely dramatic comedy at times. Yeah, I'll definitely watch that and What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, a couple other I want to mention. I started watching The Silo, also Apple TV+. Yeah. I'm we starting out this the, week. My okay. we, next finished
3: the, yeah. we finished the season. Isn't the um, season, like, 20 episodes good. long? It's great.
0: This? No.
3: no, 10. What is it, just 10? Yeah. Okay um and i read so this is based off a series of books which i read the first book but i didn't i haven't i haven't yet read book two or three and Mm -hmm. you know i think that it does a good uh it's a good adaptation i don't i don't really really have too much more to add like that's always a very Mm -hmm. fraught thing if you take like a beloved sci-fi book series and adapt it and like you know people are either going to be so mad or like you know really like in the case of station 11 like the show's way, way, way better than the book. Right. Like, so yeah, like I think that, I think that it does a good job. Um, and you know, it's just exciting to see that stuff on screen and so it's a good mystery.
2: I, yeah. I disagree on station 11 personally, but, uh, I, that makes me want to read the book maybe before watching the show. Cause I want, I really like it. The book seems very likable. I want to check it out. There's three, it's
3: an there's easy three read, books? Is that easy? There's three books, and um, like I said, I only read book one, and book one is a collection of five short stories, okay. Um, okay. And, and they were initially published, like, they were published separately and then collected okay. into what became the first book of the trilogy.
1: Of Silo yeah, cool. or
0: Station Eleven?
3: Yeah, yeah Silo a
1: novel.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so for the Silo, I haven't read the book, but I'm, like, four episodes in, and I like it, in, uh, I like it enough to keep watching. Mm-hmm. I, I want to know... The mystery I think it maybe unfolds a little bit slowly for me I'd rather they sort of like Mm. I don't Sam do you do you know the premise we don't know when or where this takes place everyone's living inside of yeah
2: my friends just told me everything about that show (laughs) and so like I I know a lot about it including the ending um I uh I I also uh, I've been watching Black Mirror and I've watched three out of five episodes but out of order and um you know it's still Black Mirror, but there's it's it's an okay season. It's a very horror season. That's what I heard. It leans mm-hmm. more into horror, right?
1: But like, in, yeah, in, in and like, the one that people way. like the
2: best is straight
1: horror. Yeah, I don't know. This is yeah. This feels like the fun. most fun Black Mirror season in a in a while. Whoa, yeah. Uh, the, What's your favorite episode? The Matt? first one, the one with the um, Joan. 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 Yeah. Hates everyone hates Joan. Joan is awful. Joan, Joan is, Joan is awful. awful. Joan is awful. Yeah, that's the yeah. that was. One, really funny. Speaking of cameos, <laughs> yeah. holy crap. Uh, great twist ending. Yeah. Love that one. Definitely. Like, you don't have to watch the whole season, but if yeah. you watch one Black Mirror episode this year, yeah. then that's the one. Okay.
2: Yeah, and it stars the sister from Shits Creek. I always forget her name, but I love her. She's so funny. And speaking of like actors that have a just amazing ability uh, to kind of deliver comedy with just their face, she's just incredible. It's it's a really good watch. I like that episode a lot. And then the last episode is like a horror episode about um, it takes place in 1979, which is or maybe 70. It has the year in the name. I forget what it's called. It's called Demon 79 or something like that. And uh, so it's all in like grainy film and stuff, and it just it looks really. It's a really good period set piece. Um, but like not it's not the best story but like it's just fun to watch and i think another one this astronaut one is set in the 60s but it's not filmed like it's set in the 60s it just is hmm.
0: i Man, forgot school and i forgot about uh, i think you should leave that's that season oh, is yeah, also very good good oh, yeah. season <laughs> yeah it's like the shortest one yet i <laughs> think but yeah I think. yeah i think i watched it in like one sitting it's i mean the whole thing's like yeah, 90 minutes yeah. long right
1: yeah
0: so, uh but that is very very good and then finally i finished ted lasso any, mm-hmm. Anyone else on board with that? I fell off. I yeah. I mean, I get, I get it. Yeah. But so, Justin, yeah, I season three is, I is
3: it's it's okay. Well, it's I, better than know, season The two. show, like, yeah, I would rank the seasons one, two, three. Like, okay. I think the show just ge- generally <laughs> sloped downhill. And like, you know, I like, I like this. Like, I'm mad at how like bad it turned out. But like, you know, like the show peaked in
0: season one. Well, I agree. Yeah, I agree season with that. Season one is very good. I agree. I, I loved season one. Season 2, like, if, if season 1 is, like, wholesome and refreshing, season 2 swung way too far into, like, sappy, cheesy territory. Santa Claus exists in the <laughs> world, and they start focusing too much. Like, I, when it's about Ted and the team, I'm invested, and I'm on board, but they, they sort of, like, wandered too far away from that. And then they brought it back in season 3, and it, I think I think it ended pretty well. Well enough for me. Okay, before we run out of time, I want to talk about uh, some newly unearthed, uh, documents, Sega documents from 1996, 272 <laughs> oh, yeah. pages have been uploaded uh, uh, online. It's, it's I guess it's insta- like in um, internal documents for like manufacturing costs, sales figures, product mm-hmm. strategies, and all that. And included is an email from uh, the former CEO of Sega America, Tom Kalinske, uh, personal hero of mine, the hero of the book, Console Wars. Uh, he, uh, there's an email from him sent out to like his team about how you know he's feeling particularly bold about their chances launching the Saturn against the uh, the original PlayStation. So the text is, if you're watching, this, the text is kind of small. I'll read it out for our listeners. The email says. It's one thing to hear or read about how well we are doing in Japan versus Sony. It's another to personally witness it. He's trying to rally the troops here. He says, we are killing Sony. In every store, Saturn hardware is sold out and there are stacks of PlayStation. The retailers commented they can't compare the true sales rate because Saturn sells out before they can measure accurately. I wish I could get all our staff, salespeople, retailers, analysts, media, etc., to see and understand what's happening in Japan. They would then understand why we will win here in the US eventually how do we show that at E3 so this is from March of 1996 a couple months before E3 would have taken place um, and just a few months before they're planning to release the Saturn in the US so Kalinske like you know famously saved sega in the 16 bit uh years you know brought it up totally it was like sega was a, a so far behind Nintendo in the 8-bit race with the Sega Master System.
2: Well, and it really mattered that he did that in the United States yep. and he was, you know, around for the marketing of the Genesis including Sonic and including Nintendo. Like that was that was like all that era like Sega, Sega scream. could have continued to just be like this yeah, Sega. It could have just been Sega of Japan, but he's he and you that's evocative in this email, right? Because it's like, oh, uh, you know, Sega is, is still big in like, Japan. Like this is like a big thing in Japan, but like the United States is the market that he got yeah. and like he wanted to 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 make work in, but they just did not have the games of the Saturn. By the way, did you see the email addresses in that? They're yeah. adorable. They're really good. They're like yeah. early internet the
3: email addresses. I mean, like, yeah. lmac362.com and stuff. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. It's great. It's it's really good. Yeah. But do you think like is he my read on this is that he's lying. Like I don't think that I think that he's trying to like like, you know, the Saturn, the Saturn build up to the Saturn, you know, that's not going well, you yeah. know, in, in the He's U.S. to raise morale. And so, yeah, I think so, too. That's the vibe that I get.
2: But I, I think it's it, it's extremely likely that the Saturn had a better start than PlayStation in Japan because it had shooters and things that Japanese fans care about mm. that the United States did not care about. And so I think it probably had its Akihabara like hype right then, which makes total sense that he was walking around and this is just totally anecdotal. Right. But like, it's probably true that like that system, people were as hyped on the Saturn as they could be in Japan, in Tokyo, right then at that time, whether that's applicable, you know, to the United States is, is clearly it's something he just wants to like get the vibe across, but like, can you imagine saying that in like nineteen ninety? Was it six? Is that what you yeah, nineteen ninety
0: six. Like,
2: yeah. like it's like it's like you know, like it's like you're gonna be like like look how big this was in Japan. Like nobody, E three is gonna care about
0: that. Yeah, they just don't care. But then the very next year, I think, is Final Fantasy seven, mm. and then it's over, and then it's over. It's just yep. PlayStation. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's PlayStation sold over this 100 trove million trove of units. Documents. The Saturn didn't even move ten million units. A literal killer app. It, it, yeah. yeah, a literal killer app.
3: Wow. Saturn is one of just a small handful of game consoles I never owned.
0: Yeah, I never owned a Saturn. Yeah, I didn't um, have it either because in the United States,
2: especially unlike Japan, we were really burned by the Sega CD32X stack, which was just really foisted on us here. Uh, in Japan, I think people really went from the Genesis
3: to the Saturn a lot more smoothly. And there's Sega CD there for sure. There's, there's so many interesting things in these documents. Like there's there's all these back and forth documents about them figuring out what like the scrap value of uh, of <laughs> the 3D, like the, um, the 3D, the, you, the 32X. Yeah. The 32X, my bad. The, Oh, but the 32X could be, they're like, well, like, you know, we have it knocked down to like 60 bucks with a video game right now, but here's what we could maybe get for it for scrap. <laughs> like, you know, that oh, that's easy. like the state of the company at that point. And like all this stuff about they're, they're all, um, they found out that Sony had this new game called, um, this, the subject line of the email or the memo or whatever is crash band <laughs> And like, they're like, what should we like? They're like, God, like, what are we going to do? Like, what do we we need to know their marketing plans? And like, what the what Sony is planning for this new mascot? Like, but they didn't, I don't think they knew that like, you know, a bandicoot is an actual like English American word at that (laughs) point yet. And so like, It's just, it's really fascinating. And I feel like it feels a little bit like when the government like declassifies documents, although granted these were released without like Sega's knowledge or permission, but like just that vibe of like, yeah, it's been a hundred years. It's fine. We'll let you read it. Like, I like that idea of like, okay, it's been 30 years and Sega's not in the console business anymore. So why not? And, And I know that that's not, I know that this is like, you know, an illegal leak and dump of information. But I I still, and that the people that are being referenced here, many of them probably still work in the video game industry. But it's just, it's such a fascinating window into such a fascinating time and in an in a, in a odd company. Yeah.
0: Well, I recommend all our viewers and listeners uh, read Console Wars. It's an amazing book. You know, like in the 80s, yeah. Nintendo was, they just had a, a complete, Hold of the entire video game market, the home video game market. Sega was way, way down here with the Master System. When they were going to launch the Genesis in the U.S., they brought Kalinske on, who was formerly, like I think either Mattel or Hasbro. He, like, he had like worked with like Barbie and all, all those brands. They brought him on, and like through his like sh- sheer like will and being really scrappy and uh, working on like the all these marketing campaigns that uh, Sam was talking about, like he got it up to here, like. Eventually the Super Nintendo outsold the Sega Genesis, but it was like here compared to where it had been the previous generation. But then all of his efforts ended up being torpedoed by choices that were being made in Japan. So like the whole industry was moving towards 3D. Uh, PlayStation and uh, the Nintendo 64 were going to be focused on 3D. Sega made just a 32-bit console that was really meant to just make more 2D games. And he just he, there wasn't much more uh, that Tom Klinski could do. And I think probably shortly after it was launched, he ended up leaving Sega. Mm. It's a great story. And that brings us to Video Game 20 Questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Joey from Illinois. Let the questioning begin.
3: Uh, Could this game have been mentioned in that treasure trove of leaked Sega documents?
0: (laughs) No. Mm. Was this
1: game released in any of those great gaming years that we mentioned in this episode?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. Let me reference my notes. Um, No, we did not mention the year that this game was released. (laughs)
2: Uh, Did this come out? um, uh, Let's see.
3: I know where to go with this.
2: Was this developed in Japan?
3: Yes. Okay, was this developed by a console? Was it developed by either Sega or Nintendo?
0: I'm sorry, was it developed by Sega or Nintendo?
3: Yeah. Yes. Great.
2: <laughs> was this published by Nintendo?
3: Yes, that's five. So
2: debbed and pubbed by Nintendo. Or debbed by not Sega in, and pubbed
3: by Nintendo. But not in the 80s or early 90s, because... Mm-hmm. Sega could have been talking about it.
2: Did this come out on a compact disc medium?
0: No.
3: Cartridge.
1: Oh wait, hold on. That's not a question. I just—that <laughs> was just an observation. just—that's
0: just a
3: word. Uh, did was this game originally released for a handheld console?
1: Yes.
2: Is that? Oh, boy, handheld wait, wait,
3: console oh, the oh. switch. No, wait. I don't. We've had we've gone down this road before, and I don't think that Damon counts the Switch as a handheld console, even though
2: I want to verify. I don't don't either.
3: I don't either. I don't either. Like even okay, look, the Switch is not a handheld console, even though you can literally hold it and play it in your hand. (laughs) (laughs) The the reason being because it's the successor to Nintendo's home console line, not like the Game Boy and DS line.
2: But it's also the successor to those.
3: Kind of. They just stopped making those. I, look I I'm not this is not a hill I'm going to die on but like it's 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 what I believe. So we don't know if this is on Switch. Did this did this game come out? No, not yet. Did this game come out on a console with two screens? No. Oh. Okay, maybe it was a Switch game. <laughs> or or what or you know, or Game Boy Advance. Do these cartridges does this cartridge this came
2: out on Taste Bad?
3: <laughs> no. Okay, so it's a GBA game. Yeah, GB or GBA. or Yeah, or maybe late Game Boy.
2: And if people are wondering what the heck that was a reference to, it's that S- S- Switch games have a, uh, a, a taste, a bitter taste applied to them. They do. Yeah. Yeah. So I, can, so lick, I can verify lick this.
3: Your, lick your Switch cart. <laughs> to dissuade people from eating them. Mostly children. Mostly kids, yeah. Or is it silly adults. Mm-hmm.
2: A bittering agent. <sighs> Okay. Uh, Does this game. um, uh, Let's see. Does this game have 3D graphics? No. That's 10.
1: First party Uh, GBA or GB game?
3: Yep. Uh, Okay. Does this game um, have Mario in the title? No. Wow. Alright. It's not Mario vs. Donkey Kong, Mario Tennis, Mario Golf. No
1: Mario Kart either.
3: Not Mario Kart is Super this a, Circuit.
2: Is this part of a Metroid or Zelda series? No. Uh oh. Maybe it's Advance Wars.
3: Yeah. Oh. Could be Advance Wars can could I don't know. Like. Yeah, or Fire Emblem.
2: Does this game have a does this game have a sequel on the Switch?
0: Mm, hmm. that's an interesting question
3: <laughs> would you I, consider Advance Wars 1 and 2 yeah, Reboot Camp a, a, sequel a sequel to Advance yeah, Wars crazy. I think it's
2: Advance Wars
0: I'm looking here Hmm.
2: <laughs> because maybe Advance Wars 2 is available as a GBA game hmm. on Switch or
1: something I mean the Fire Emblem games aren't all sequels right they're all
3: separate games in the franchise this game There's sequels I don't, know. I don't know oh i remember this takes me back to an early <laughs> early days argument of whether each final fantasy game was a sequel oh, to yeah, the that's previous right. that's right i yeah. forgot about that
0: okay do you want Is me final to answer fantasy the question a sequ- sequel on switch yeah this game does not sure. have a sequel that you can play on switch
3: Okay, but sidebar, Matt Kim, yeah. do you consider Final Fantasy sixteen a sequel to Final Fantasy fifteen? No.
1: They're not sequels, they're all unrelated. They're part yeah. of a series. Um that's
2: why we asked that question that way. Uh oh boy. Alright. Is this a, is this game involved strategy elements? No. Oh wow, okay.
1: So it's not for, Advanced Wars or Fire Emblem. For,
3: Mm -hmm. no well it couldn't have been well okay yeah we uh
2: we've been down this road before does wario count as the mario universe
3: (laughs) well i didn't ask a mario universe i asked if it had mario in the title oh
2: crud so it could be wario
3: yeah no we eliminated metroid and zelda i don't think any of the donkey all the donkey Kong games have mario in the title yeah there's a Wario
1: Land on the GBA. There's also a Kirby game on the yep. GBA. Yep, a couple of Kirby games.
3: Is this a Kirby or Wario game? Yes, and that's 15. It. Okay. Uh, what is it? Wario Land 4 is the one on the GBA? Or, like again, it could be maybe 3 on the Game Boy. Yeah.
2: Is this a platformer?
3: Yeah.
2: Wait, wait. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> oh, no! It's fine. No, we have enough questions. We're good.
3: Wario we Wario. need to know. Do we? We need to spend one on knowing whether it's Kirby or Wario, or should we do hard mode and try to figure it out without? Asking no, no, you can that?
2: you can do that. But if it's a platformer in Wario, we know what it is.
3: Is it a is it a Kirby game? No. Okay, so it's probably Wario Land Four. It may be the like one Wario...
1: just had on this. I thought three was the it GTA could one. be no, it the one.
3: No, three was maybe four.
1: one. No, no, no. I think four is the GTA
3: uh. one. One, 1, 2, and four. 3 are Game Boy, right? Yeah, and yeah. then 4 is GBA?
2: I don't know how it works, because it goes Mar- Super Mario Land,
3: Super Mario Land 2, 6 Golden Coins, and Super Mario Land 3, Wario Land. Wario and Land then I don't then know War-
2: what the heck happens after that.
3: Then Wario then Land 2, Wario Land 3, which maybe you're right now, maybe that's Game Boy Color. And then and then I think 4 is Game Boy Advance. Isn't Wario Land... Isn't there a Wario Land just straight up on GameCube? Yeah, but it's that's, not disagree, There's Wario World... Wario World was a GameCube game, I think. But yeah, but yeah, Matt, you're right. We also said there was no. This is not a disc-based game.
2: So, could we just answer this by whether it's an odd, oddly or e- evenly numbered game in the series? Or yeah, yes, I like that. Is this an oddly numbered game in a series?
3: Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, did Damon so, say yes? I didn't. My audio cut out. Yeah, yes. it is. So it's Wario Land three. Yeah, it's Land Three. Land
0: Three. It is Wario Land Three. Hey, hey, hey. the Game Boy Color in two thousand. This looks fun. Yeah, I don't think I, I've never the played game, this one. Two thousand Game Boy was around so long. Game Boy Color, yeah. so
2: we didn't even need to. We didn't even need to know if it was an Advance or
0: Game Boy Color game. We just <laughs> had to get the game. And this is playable on Nintendo Switch Online now, but wow! Wario Land Four is not. Uh, really. Wario Land Four, I remember playing Look, that one. I played that one. that one was great. Yeah, that was the Game Boy Advance one. Yeah. Look at these sprites. Like, look at this animation. Nah, like, this is on the,
3: the This is on look the same the console as, like, Mario Land 1. Like, it's unbelievable. I mean, I guess it is Game Boy Color, but, like, you know, like, I don't know how much the processing power is helping with this animation. Yeah. It's, it's a, so good. The oh, so great. you need to get smashed to get to the key. hmm
0: mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. These games incredible. are great. I'm so glad that, like, the Wario Land Renaissance is, like, like, Pizza Tower is helping, like, they were already coming back on their own, but now, you know, Indies are sort of bringing them back into prominence. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, I think there are only 4 proper Wario Land games unless there's Wario Land Shake It on the Wii. Mm. I don't know if that's considered a sequel to 4. It,
2: it it's it's just a straight up Wario game too. It's yeah. not like fancy in any way. You just like run around and Yeah. burst stuff with your shoulder just like normal.
0: <laughs> and then there was Wario World on GameCube. Mm. But I did not play that one. Is that like a 3D platformer?
2: Yeah, behind yep. behind the Wario 3D platformer.
0: Yeah, it's a 3D platformer, but it's
3: also kind of like a like, brawler, like, button-mashing combat. Interesting.
2: What did the did the person that wrote in for this one say anything about why
0: this was chosen? Oh, yeah, I forgot to read the little anecdote. So this is Joey from Illinois. Says, I've been watching GameScoop with my ears since the dawn of episode one. <laughs> and as soon as it became available to watch with my eyes, I've been watching every episode. Uh, that said, I loved episode 728 so much because my four-year-old son, Nate, is also an avid gamer, like his dad. He and his sister, Audrey, love Mario and Sonic. These days, my wife, kids, and my dog, Max, and I will crowd on the couches in our family room and play 20 Questions along with the Omega Cops every week. Whoa. Uh, Aww. <laughs> who says, out. I don't know if you realize the gratitude my fellow parental gamers have for you, but now you know. That said, this recommendation comes from my four-year-old son. Oh. That was
2: from... Well, that was an incredible recommendation yeah. and a really sweet anecdote. And uh, yeah, if you're listening right now, thanks... So much for that. That's it really means cool. they,
3: could, they couldn't play this week.
2: Well, he, he, knows, he knows the answer. Know the answer yeah. <laughs> but they want to listen to the results um, of their uh, stumping the chumps, right? Well, the anecdote came out of the end, so maybe so
1: we did play along, and then we're like, oh, actually, oh, I, yeah, I, do it. I know what this one is. Yeah,
3: maybe Yeah, maybe he didn't tell. But, um, I The time zone that I record this in is we say goodbye, you know, and then I go have dinner, and then my family is always like, did you win 20 questions? <laughs> I get <this laughs> and question I owe it to question in my household. <laughs> And then I say yes. But then what's funny is my, my kids are six and nine. And they're like, what game was it? And I'm like, you don't, <laughs> you don't know. And they're like, but what game was it? And I'm like, it was Bayonetta. And they're like, oh, OK. Like <laughs> <No, that's laughs> they, they have no they idea know, like, what any of it is.
0: <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Well, nicely job. Uh, thank you for that suggestion there. Viewers, listeners, if you have your own suggestions for 20 questions, email them to me at the email address gamescoop at IGN.com. And that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Justin. Thank you to Tom, working behind the scenes to make this episode possible. My name is Damon, this is IGN GameScoop, and we're out.
2: So, Justin, I have to know, if we got to the end of 20 questions and you knew it was a Star Fox game for Wii U, would you know what the game
3: was? Is it Assault?
2: That's a good Is that That's good. It's at the other end of the alphabet. Star Fox. Oh, no, I would not know. Right yeah
3: 100 percent. Right. Yeah. 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 no i would not know that Yep.
2: Yeah. The, the panel had a real hard time coming up with just the name of the star fox game which i hate it when we get to that point where we're like well we know it's we know it's this on this system but i <laughs> yeah. forget what the name is
3: right <laughs> no <laughs> i would not i would not have been able to help
2: yeah yeah cool all right cool. have a good one guys
3: great seeing y'all bye everybody bye.